welcome to the Real Appeal Podcast. <clears throat> this is your host and writer for your entertainment quarter, Kelsey Loizel. And with me today. It's <laughs> uh, Mixmaster Mark. Uh, Kelsey's been going, she had a laughing fit before we started recording. And that's why <laughs> she's just like turning red right now. <laughs> And also why I sound like mucusy. <laughs> oh, what have you been talking about with the girls lately? Nothing. About them, none of them showering and shit. I haven't. I haven't <clears throat> talked to them about it. No. no, no, with me. Uh oh. Uh, that kids under five don't shower. Well, I don't know. Remind me. Well, because like our kids have a hard time taking a shower when yeah. they're supposed to. Yeah. And we're like, why the fuck are they like that? Like, yeah. we didn't do that that bad when we were kids, do we? Yeah. And so that's why Ivan Ooze said, what is that odious stench? It <laughs> smells like teenagers. And then <clears throat> I knew that I would be safe mm-hmm. from Ivan Ooze because I got Power Ranger soap for Christmas. <laughs> oh, my God. And that's why it was the best Christmas present ever. Soap. <laughs> High bar. Soap. <clears throat> I think I got the pink ranger soap and the red ranger soap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you make the two kits? No. Ah. That's because she only had eyes for Tommy. Actually, I liked Kimberly more. I actually tried Shane. I named no, it Kimberly. No, no, no. I'm talking about like Kimberly. Kimberly only had eyes for Tommy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Real Appeal. You can email us at therealappeal at gmail.com. If you could please review us anywhere you listen to our podcast, we would really appreciate any uh, any of uh, the attention that you give us. <laughs> <laughs> our segments this week are... <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> our segments for this week is our recent review of Shazam, Fear of the Gods. And we like Kelsey just laugh that out of her. Um, variety time, uh, a different Power Ranger movie. And, Wait, hmm. geriatric cinematic, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, 1995. <laughs> got it. I got, got one. it. All right, let's keep it going. Let's keep that rolling. <laughs> What's the chirping mark? <laughs> when adults stop adulting, kids start fighting. <laughs> yes, that was the best one ever. Um, <clears throat> All right, you want to go into a little bit more detail of your fascination with this? With soap? With this, no, with this particular soap. Yeah, it had like a really particular scent about it that I really liked. Okay, when did you get that? Yeah, I don't. Did you say when did you, when did you get that uh, soap? Christmas. I know, but what was your age? Oh, I was like five, mm-hmm. five or six. <laughs> It'd been funny if you said when I was like twenty. <laughs> I even remember being in the bathtub, mm-hmm. like with that soap. Where you like <clears throat> using it like a toy, like pew pew, like all that shit. <laughs> and I got a Christmas sweater uh, with the Power Rangers on it. Can you describe what was uh, what was on the sweater? Um, it was like red and green striped, like mm-hmm. but like jaggedy stripes. I think mm-hmm. it was like a, it was a Christmas sweater, but it had all the Power Rangers knitted into the front of it. Um. Okay. So oh, actually, it had the diamonds mm-hmm. on it, like they have on their um, like Tommy has on his. Shoulder pads? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Green Ranger or White Ranger form? 
There was no... Wait, what? Green Green Ranger Tommy or White Ranger Tommy? Weren't they the same diamond, just on different colors? Um, I don't know. I feel like they were I feel like I think they were it was different. White Ranger. White Ranger Tommy. Let me look it up right now. Excuse me. Uh, let's see. Green Ranger. Okay, so the Green Ranger didn't have a diamond. It had a diamond in the middle. That was mm. the Green Ranger. Um, White Ranger. Had him on his shoulders. Yeah. White Ranger. <clears throat> uh, hmm. Didn't have diamonds either. Just in the Ranger movie, which I, hadn't been out yet, but during this particular Christmas. Yeah, no, um, yeah, no diamonds or anything. So, are you sure it was the green, green or white Ranger? Um, no, it probably was just whatever design they came up with. Oh, okay, it's like some knockoff shit. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> it's like maroon Ranger, <laughs> lightly pink Ranger, <laughs> baby blue Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were the real Ranger, Ranger colors. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was really weird to have a like a whole ass knitted Christmas sweater Power Rangers. Was that bought or did you? It was did, bought. Okay, because your mom your mom knits, and I'm thinking like she might have knitted you that sweater. She can sometimes she can knit hats. Mm-hmm. She can knit baby sweaters. Mm-hmm. She refuses to do bigger sweaters than that because one time when she was a kid, she tried to make her dad a sweater, and mm-hmm. one of the sleeves was really really long, mm-hmm. and the other one was too short. <laughs> Um, did he like it or was he just like he nah. loved it he's like no I want the sweater yeah. and her mother's like what is this and my, I think my mom tried to like bury it or something <laughs> like in the backyard something <laughs> <laughs> honey why is my sweater in the pile of dirt <laughs> either that or her mother threw it away one of the two that's not nice her, have you met my family I haven't met your grandmother. Well, that's because she died. I don't know. She sucks, too. Okay. <laughs> she still sucks. <laughs> Speak ill of the dead. Yeah. She deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> this is the one who, like, disowned the family, right? Yeah. Okay. For some reason, I thought she was still alive. No. She died, like, three or four years ago ah. on Christmas Eve. <laughs> so everybody got a Christmas present? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... All right, so you, you okay? So you had a pink ranger. Uh huh. Okay, it was Kimberly, and it you had the red ranger. Uh huh. Okay. Well, well, I had a viewmaster too. Everybody had a viewmaster. Well, the up. rangers. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't have. And my that. brother stole the slide of um, Kimberly because <laughs> he had a crush on her. <laughs> Which brother? My older brother. Oh, uh, Cassidy. Yeah, he kept it because we had the windows that would slide up, and he kept it on top of like the window, uh-huh. so you could see through it. But he was just like, that's mine. <laughs> what? You know what he was doing with that, right? Probably. <laughs> hey, Kimberly. Yeah. <laughs> so I was all like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, don't open the door. <laughs> Pants around his ankles and shit. This is when we lived in a farmhouse. You guys live in a farmhouse? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know this. Yeah, we lived in a farmhouse. We lived on like some big ass fucking field. Mm-hmm. And um, the farmers would pay us mm. to to mow the the yard. Oh, okay. So they could get the hay. Oh, okay. And there was like some shed that we used to hang out in, and mm. also like if you go way to the end of the field, you could pick raspberries, and there's another place where you could pick grapes. That sounds nice. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so back to the um, <laughs> back to <laughs> back to your prized possession in life, soap. <laughs> 
Do you remember what was the scent of of the soaps of the pink and the red one? They kind of were like, um, and I think this is why I'm like this. Mm-hmm. Anytime I pick a perfume, I mm-hmm. don't know if you noticed, but it's not flowery and it's not heavy musky. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's got like a, a like a light scent to it, mm-hmm. um, and it's usually not too <clears throat> sweet. Oh, okay. Uh, but it's kind of like on like sweet. Would you would you say maybe like sh- I'm I'm just throwing out a scent maybe like strawberry or something like that. It wasn't fruity. Oh okay okay. See that's a th- I like I didn't have kids soap growing up. Um, one because to me everything because your mother like- hated you. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, no like one like everything to me smelled like oh like all the kids soap they smell like bubble gum or strawberry. Um, Plus, back then, I still I had a sensitive nose, mm-hmm. so like something like that would be like super strong on me. Yeah, and we probably I think like we really couldn't afford it. <laughs> yeah, I think you would have liked it because it was it wasn't bubblegum. Oh, okay. Or any of that. Um. So were you sad when, <laughs> when were you sad when you ran out of the soap? Yeah, <laughs> I was. <laughs> you know, put water in there to make it last longer. <laughs> Put water in where? It was a whole ass bar in the shape oh, of a power. Oh, it was a, a bar. Yeah. Okay, I'm picturing like a tube or something like no, that. You out. <laughs> it was a bar oh. and it was a Power Ranger mask. That sounds pretty cool. It was cool. Let me here. I'm gonna look it up. Uh, power Ranger bar soap. Let me show you. I'm gonna tell you too about the. Oh, that actually, and it came in a package, right? Yeah, like, like this, right? Yep. That actually looks pretty cool. Okay. It was right. awesome. Look up the Power Rangers Christmas sweater. Uh, you can buy one on eBay. $9.25. $9.25? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what I'm going to do? <laughs> you're going to buy You're gonna buy it in bulk. <laughs> and that's just going to be your soap. That's it. <laughs> I'm going to peddle it to these kids that don't know. I know, right? Uh, okay, <clears throat> Power Rangers knitted sweater? Yeah, knitted Christmas sweater. All right. <clears throat> uh, knitted Christmas sweater. <laughs> I think it's gonna be as awesome as I remember. Huh. Okay. Any of these ringing a bell? Yeah. It Which was one? like that. This one. This one. This one right here. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's so. But it was like that. But it had everyone's. It had everyone across. Was it like this one? So Kelsey and I were like looking at these sweaters, and they're like literally like knitted sweaters. Um, there's one of our own right now. I think it was more like this one, but it wasn't red. Okay, so we're on one. It's like it's like all the Rangers and their uh, their masks are like in the in the center of like these diamond shapes. Um, let's okay. see who else we got. I know like I know the I know the knitted sweaters that it's like the Power Rangers, like the suit. <clears throat> Depending if you want to be like the black, yellow, white Ranger, or whatever. I know those are popular. Those are still popular now. Maybe if you type in um, nineteen ninety. Mm-hmm. Five. Ninety-five. Let's see. Okay. Nothing changes. Yeah, nothing changes. It's still the same I thing. I think. Click on that one. This one right here? Yeah. Okay, so there's another one we're looking at. It's no, like no, a mer- no, This one. Oh, okay. Sorry. It's a green color, and it's like all the Power Rangers like together in their poses. And on the back it says, Power Rangers. I think that was the one. Okay. So it was, it was the Green Ranger one? Yeah. All right. All right. All right. I never had Power Rangers um, uh, paraphernalia. <clears throat> no. Or apparel or whatever. The only thing of Power Rangers that I did have were two things. One, it was like the, the handheld game. 
that you get from like a Toys oh, R Us. Oh, the Goldar? Yeah, yeah. I you, fucking had that one yeah, too. Yeah, I had that. And I I had the Power Rangers video game that was on Super Nintendo. No. That game was dope. Like, I never played really that. Dope. You know what? Now I think about it. I wonder if there's like a, I would imagine there's like a brawler, like a Power Rangers brawler game. Yeah, but I'm sure it's like a fake retro game. Eh, probably. <clears throat> All right. Let's get off this Power Ranger topic because we'll talk about some later. <laughs> uh, all right. What do we got? What, what are we doing? What are we, where are we going? We're, unfortunately, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Uh, it is time for our recent review of Shazam Fury of the Gods. We are at war. We will annihilate everything. Champions of this realm can do nothing to stop us. You are very menacing. I just want you to know that. A lot has changed in the last few years. The wizard gave me superpowers. And then everybody got superpowers. Started from the bottom, now we're here. All right, here's the situation. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. The daughters of Atlas are coming to hunt us. Children stole the power of the gods. You ripped it from our father's core. Okay, I feel like maybe I should be writing all this down. The synopsis is, the film continues the story of teenage Billy Batson, who, upon reciting the magic word, Shazam! is transformed into his adult superhero alter ego, Shazam. (laughs) (laughs) Just just selling it. Just make me want to rewatch this movie. (laughs) It's directed by David Sandberg and written by Henry Gaiden and Chris Morgan. It stars... (laughs) He's starting to blow out the the levels. (laughs) It stars Asher Angel and Zachary Levi. Jack Dylan Grazer, Lucy Liu, uh, Dijon Hansu, and Helen Mirren. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the sequel to the first uh, Shazam movie. I'm gonna have a hard time saying that in this episode. <laughs> On this uh, episode, you have a hard time I know, saying I, it I, all yeah, the time. Yeah, seriously. Um, uh, I remember enjoying the first one. I believe you and I went to go see it at a press screening. Mm-hmm. Um, and walking out of the theater, like, pretty surprised at how good that movie was. It wasn't, like, fantastic, but I was just like, oh, that wasn't too bad. It was actually pretty good. I, You know what? I feel like you're a lot more um, optimistic about films. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> because I was like, it wasn't bad, mm-hmm. but I could have done without it. I do, actually, I do remember you enjoying it. Not, like, enjoying it like, as much as I did, but you actually, like, yeah, that wasn't as no, bad yeah. as I thought it was Yeah, like, it wasn't as bad as I thought, but yeah. it wasn't, like, a great film either. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah, I had fun, but, like, yeah. I don't remember most of it, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, honestly, like, when, when you and I went in to go watch this one, I was just, like, I kind of forgot what happened in the first one. The only thing I remembered from the first one is that Mark Strong's in it, um, and... The other the kids in the adoption they like, um, they get superpowers as well, and like that's all I remember. I didn't remember any plot points, like creature features or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but with this one, uh, Kelsey, hmm. what, did you, what did you think? What's your overall thoughts on uh, Shazam: Fury of the Gods? Um, it didn't know which plot to follow. Mm-hmm. 
because there were like eight of them. Mm. Um, the bad guys don't make any sense at all. Yeah, Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu's character. I'm really sad that Helen Mirren uh, marred her good name being in this <laughs> crap-ass movie. Honestly, I don't think she cares. <laughs> She's like, whatever, I get paid for or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, I... What else did I think? I thought that the one guy, I forget his name. Oh, um, the, the Freddie Freeman, mm-hmm. uh, the actor who played him, Jack Dylan Grazer. Mm-hmm. He, you have him on here twice. Oh, yeah. I have him on here twice because I was I was uh, showing like, because I wanted to have the list of like oh, kids and the alter egos just yeah. in case we want to talk about the specific actors that played the uh, superheroes. He talked too fucking fast the whole time. Like and uh, yeah, I liked him the most out of everybody. I agree with you. Um, but he also talked very fast. There was a time I was like, "Holy shit, slow the fuck I down!" Know, like, maybe, sometimes I can't even hear what you're saying. Maybe he like needed like some Ritalin or some. Seriously, shit. I thought I'm like, "Oh God, he has ADHD." Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I I second that uh, that notion. I did like uh, Jack Dylan Grazer as Freddie Freeman. Um, but here's the thing, like, when I was watching this, I was like, why was that kid not Billy Batson? Like, that kid would have been way better as Billy Batson, because, like, his personality <clears throat> better matches with what Zach, Zachary Levi was trying to do mm-hmm. with Ash- Shazam. But the kid who played Asher Angel, he, one, Asher Angel's not in this movie that much, right? He's mm-hmm. in it, like, mainly in the first one, right? And I completely forgot his personality, but whenever he did show up, I was like, wow, that kid sucks like as an actor like he's not he's barely emoting or anything like that mm-hmm. and whenever he did show i was like all right i don't care like bring back uh zachary levi now i wanted zachary levi to come back but it's like it got to a point where his his character or him was starting to get really fucking annoying it was yeah um i guess i preferred the team Mm-hmm. As you know, like the before time, before they really knew who Zachary Levi, who Zachary Levi was, mm-hmm. who um, who their who Billy Batson was, mm-hmm. um, because now as a team, it's mm-hmm. like kids that don't get along, and I'm like, I don't want to watch a movie where kids don't know how to fucking get along or can't work together. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it's like it's <laughs> like for for uh for this movie that's supposed to be about like family and like unity and stuff like that and then you know it kind of like splinters off like a little bit not too much um but for the idea of like unity and family stuff like that they're very like everybody's like running around with their like a chicken with his head cut off yeah when i say they don't get along i don't mean like they're arguing all the time Mm. it just mean that they're all in different directions and they're not working together yeah and sometimes they're like god you're stupid or blah 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 like Mm. I don't know. It was just like, why would I want to watch that? Yeah, I feel like I feel like um, I feel like the writing duo of uh, Henry Gaiden and Chris Morgan were like, well, let's like they're they're like kids in these superhero bodies, so let's make the dynamic like really fun and like jokey and shit like that. And it really just came off as like a fucking headache. It did, <laughs> and the jokes weren't even funny. No, there was like two parts in the movie that i was like, oh, that's funny, but like that's it. And I didn't even like laugh out loud. I was like, okay, that's funny, and like. Yeah, Off. there was a lot of product placement. Ooh, uh, let me see. Uh, Skittles, uh, Hampton Sweets. Uh, what was it? oh, there was like a steak, like a a Philly cheesesteak place. Mm-hmm. Um, was it Old Charlie's? 
No, it was called something. Something I, I don't remember the name of it, but it was like, here's the restaurant. Here's the restaurant. Here's where the characters are, and here's the food. For some reason, there's food on the table that none of the characters touch, mm-hmm. and it's like, hey, let's show off this food. It looks delicious, and it looks cold as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, and then okay, uh, Lucy Liu. Yeah. She sounded like Rita Repulsa to me. Mm-hmm. Her voice was just like very like almost like how Ann Drescher sounds now. Yeah, that's true. Um. And she can't act worth a shit. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember her um, career being known as like for like for her acting in her career. Um, I know she was kind of more known as like the the bitchy girl, you know, the hot Asian, but like still kind of bitchy person, bitchy woman, and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, she like I, I I'm not gonna deny that she tried, but it's still like. Went no, it went nowhere. It's not a spoiler, mm-hmm. but there's a scene where there's a museum, uh-huh. and at the end of all the chaos, she's like, "Museums are fun. Let's have some more." <laughs> and Helen Mirren's like, "Fun is for children. This is war." And I'm like, "Jesus Christ!" With this fucking stilted writing. <laughs> I know. Um, that and and that was very very near the beginning. I was like, mm. "Oh fuck!" <laughs> You're like, "Oh shit!" This where we. This is how we're doing. This is where we're going. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. Um, all right. So on the subject of the writing, um, is there okay? So I'm not gonna play devil's advocate, but I will ask you: Is there anything, anything of of a redeeming quality for for the writing? Uh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, the room of doors was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, like introducing that concept. Into that concept, the- and also that you know, mm-hmm. like one of the kids was like really into mapping that shit out. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, like I feel like um, I feel like in, the, in within this one, they actually gave they actually gave all the kids like a purpose, mm-hmm. as opposed to just being like superheroes and stuff like that, and saving mm-hmm. the day. Like one, like one was like mapping out this the room of doors. Another one wanted to like go through all these books for like knowledge and stuff like that and then another superhero was like oh i want to be like um i want to go viral i want to be like this cool this what's, what does he call them he called himself super every power or something like that mm-hmm. uh so like we get like these different like personality traits which i was liking i was enjoying um but that's like in terms of writing i think that's like the only thing i enjoyed about it I did kind of get irritated about the older one, or why she was wearing those sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like, I guess she was hungover or something. No, she was hungover. Okay. I'm like, what is the point of that? Yeah. There is no point. Like, and also they're supposed to be kids, and I get she's, I guess she's older. Um, but I don't understand why they would write her as having you know a hangover or whatever because it's definitely very like adult and not very kid themed so i just thought that was really stupid writing and then um other than that they brought in um (sighs) they had the three sisters and i thought that writing was really awful but Mm -hmm. i did like the younger one Mm -hmm. with um freddie oh okay yeah her name was anna Oh, uh, Athena, yeah. Uh, well, no, they called her Anna, though. 
Yeah, they call her Anna, but her name, her name in the, um, her her goddess name is Athena. I don't think it was. Yeah. Oh, Athea. Athea. Sorry. Yeah. Athea. Uh, yeah. So like, for for like a for like a movie, for a property that for a movie that's based off a comic book character that has comic book villains, mm-hmm. it's a really odd choice that. Um, they decide to make these villains like specifically for the movie. Like they're just they're made up. Well, they're made specifically for this movie, right? They could have like I know they, I know that they could have won the Black Adam route, but you know the Rock and his ego wouldn't let that happen. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure they're gonna pull something else out of the comic books and stuff like that. So it's a really odd choice that was like, yeah, let's just let's make up these characters and like go from there. Not just that, but I'm almost kind of happy that they didn't do the Black Adam route. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't think it would have been a better film. Mm. And the reasoning is the first film didn't do a very good job of this. The second job, the second movie actually did a worse job of it. But at no point in time did I ever feel like these children were competent enough to win the fucking day. That's very and true. And like, so I wasn't, I felt. Um, that they were stupid the whole time and um, I don't I didn't see growth I didn't mm. see like it was like they won by accident almost you know like when they would win something and mm-hmm. then somehow like someone would say something really fucking smart out of nowhere I'm like where the fuck did you get that from uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't know I was like I don't even know if that's a great story <laughs> yeah like in, even in comic book world uh uh-huh. Like, it's definitely written for children. Whereas I feel like a lot of the other IP is, like, e- kids could read it, or but adults could really get into it, too, because yeah, there's, there's, like, like a, a lot of, like, character study stuff. Yeah, there's, like, an even balance to, ma- to make it essentially entertaining for um, for the parent and the children that they're taking to see this movie. Um, you might as well be watching the fucking Backyardigans. Well, with this one? Yes. Yeah, it's... it's and, and, another, and another thing that I think is... I think it's funny. It's like this movie, it like plays like, oh, these are kids and everything who are superheroes. And then there are like elements of the movie where like people get murked. Mm-hmm. And then like monsters show up, like really horrendous, like monsters and shit. And I'm not, and I'm not faulted David Sandberg for doing it because he's like, he's a, originally he's a horror director. Mm-hmm. But it's weird how you include that in this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't know. Maybe I feel like he's, <laughs> maybe he was like leaning back to like, certain films from the 80s where it was like for kids but clearly not really for kids maybe yeah. he's trying to pull from that you know what he should have done with the skittles hmm. he should have brought back that really weird guy uh, oh, the really? berries and cream guy i vaguely remember that they had the berries and cream skittles uh-huh and it was like a little guy dressed as like a i don't know he wasn't really an elf he didn't have the ears uh-huh. but he was wearing like lederhosen Okay. It's like berries and cream, berries and cream. Oh, I did. Ooh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh, what in the fuck? I Me, mean, that's like mine and Kyle's one of our favorites of all time. Because me and him went through a phase where we were just watching funny commercials all the time. Apparently, there. Apparently, it's by an artist named Derek the Dog. And he did an album called Berries and Cream. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my God. What in the fuck is wrong with people? Yeah. So then 
then after he did that commercial, uh-huh. he did another one where he was teaching people how to do the berries and cream dance, and it was very fucking creepy. Uh, he looks creepy. Yeah, that's look, why I like it. He looks like he looks like Rowan Atkins, the uh, Mr. Bean, with like a bowl haircut. Really? Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> it looks horrible. He looks like Farquaad. Farquaad. Oh, from Shrek, right? Yeah. Oh, he does. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, Especially in that fucking getup. <laughs> uh, all right. So directing. I touched a little bit of uh, David Sandberg's uh, directing. What did you think about it? Um, It wasn't very cohesive. It was uh. a lot of <laughs> shit. This is going to go into your favorite part about the uh, walking around thing. Oh. <laughs> but wait. So just stupid. wait. Okay. 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 It didn't make any sense because mm. one minute we're somewhere and the next time we're somewhere else and uh, you're like, how did they even get there? Yeah. And people would show up out of nowhere and then all of a sudden you're following someone who's flying away to somewhere else mm. and half the cast gets left behind and you're mm. like, what's going on with them? Mm. Like, every, it's all fucking jumbled up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and like it gets to the point where you're just like, you're checking out and it's not because... Mm. It's not, it's like, oh, you just got to throw your brain away. It's no. like, I don't understand any of it. Yeah. Like you're not, you're not really understanding like where people are like, and what place are they? Like, like you said, like there are times where like there are people who will fly away and these other people will catch up, but like it doesn't explain like how they're able to like catch up to these individuals. Or like how did they know where they were? Yeah, exactly. Like, um. You know, I'm not gonna spoil it, but there's there's one part where a character actually it's two parts, but like don't want to say who, but like at at one point in the movie, somebody shows up out of nowhere, like Batman style, like Wada! you know, like all yeah, that, like Wada! someone who has powers. Yeah, yeah, they show up out of nowhere, and then they say what they gotta say, <laughs> and then they show the person walking away around a corner, around a van, like. <laughs> Why did they walk away? <laughs> <It's> so stupid. <laughs> they did it more than once. Yeah, they did it. They did it twice. One during the movie, another one during like, well, later in the movie. Yeah. Um, that you remember. I was actually gonna, I was gonna say like the post credit because there's actually a mid credit and a post credit scene, and we didn't stick around. We did for not them. stick around. Like <laughs> fuck this. And the funny thing is, like today, I had thought like, okay, let me at least, let me at least read up on it, right? Or maybe I can find a video. You know, it took me, I, I put maybe five minutes, maybe not even five, maybe two minutes of an effort into it. And I was like, I, I just don't care. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, so the directing was bad. Is there anything? Because, you know what? No, fuck this. Okay. I was going to try to say, like, is there anything redeeming for the director? You know what? Nah. I, okay. I'm gonna There's shit on nothing this redeeming of the director mm-hmm. or the writer. Mm-hmm. However, um, the girl who played Anna, mm-hmm. I like her. Mm-hmm. She's the one from uh, West Side Story, right? Uh, Rachel Zeg- Ziegler, uh, I believe she, yes, she is. She plays Maria in West Side Story. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, she plays Snow White in Snow White. Nice. <laughs> nice. She played Snow White in The Three Little Pigs. <laughs> she played. I said, I, she I played said the character and the title of the Snow movie. Snow White in Breaking Bad. Hey, hey, for all for all we know, it might have been she plays Snow White in the Seven Little Dwarves or something like that. I'm saying the title in of the, the Seven Little Dwarves. Oh, that sounds so wrong. It was called Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Yeah, but this one's just called Snow White. Uh-huh. Ah, see, 
cover my bases. Why does it gotta be white? Why can't it be snow black? <sighs> At least it wouldn't be snow yellow. <laughs> uh, that sounds. That's no. Uh, no, yellow snow is not good. Snow brown. Ew, that's even worse. It's like that sludgy snow. Okay, gross. <laughs> um, okay, so there is there is one thing I did like about this movie, and it's not it's not throughout the whole movie, but um, I did enjoy some of the CGI. Some of it was actually not too bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, like the the scene where like one of the characters uses their powers, and it's essentially it's like kind of like shaping reality or ch- or shifting reality a bit. Stuff like that. I mm-hmm. thought that looked. I thought that looked cool. I didn't care for it. <laughs> okay. Because as soon as I saw that person was doing that, mm-hmm. I immediately thought the that the first Doctor Strange did it a hundred thousand times better. Mm, okay. And so I was like, like this is like firecrackers instead of fireworks. Okay, I get you. Um, so that so like I said, I did enjoy that. Not like. Not like it was fantastic, but I thought it looked cool. Um, there's a dragon that shows up in this movie, and it's in the trailer. Um, I thought the dragon looked pretty cool. Yeah, the dragon looked cool. Yeah. Um, I think you're like, grabbing at straws. I know, right? And there's something else that there's something else that shows up, but I don't want to say what it is but, um, until we're in the spoiler section. I thought the flying of the characters was kind of stupid looking. Mm-hmm. Like... So it just wasn't natural looking most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, like Black Adam had like a really ominous, like floating kind of mm-hmm. flying. Um, even though we were just watching Power Rangers right now, that was pretty bad. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, they just weren't really flying the right way. It was I don't know how to explain it. Um, yeah, it looked like. Too fake, yeah. like too green. I mean, it's not like the green screen for them flying wasn't as bad as like let's say Ant Man and the Wasp and Quantum Medium. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still it was like barely a little bit better than that. Yeah. Um, oh, you know what? I just remember what was the other the other kind of like CG filled uh, scene I did like the beginning of the movie where there's like a bridge uh, bridge scene happening. Mm-hmm. That I actually did enjoy. That wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. Um. That's all I can say about that. It wasn't, it wasn't too bad. It was all right. It was all right. That's funny. Um, but yeah, they're flying. Like, there are times where the flying actually looked all right. Not like cool or anything like that. It's, it's, you know, it's nothing new. Um, but then, yeah, there are other times where it was just like, all right, clearly you guys are being, you guys are hang, are hung by like wires and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's like you could tell they were hanging by wires. Yeah. So it didn't. Or like someone's hanging off a ledge. And you're like, you're not, you could tell you're not even acting. Like, you're not even acting like you're in trouble. Yeah, you're like, you're like standing <laughs> you're on just something. Hang, hanging there, like, uh, da 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 da. Yeah, like you're, you're clearly standing on a box that like, <laughs> they like wiped away. <laughs> Look, Ma, no hands. <laughs> uh, all right, you want to hop into the spoiler section? Yes. All right, so yeah, we're going to talk about uh, Shazam. Fear of the Gods. Hey, you said it right. I know, right? In the spoilers. Spoilers. See, I, I, I had to sacrifice something for it. Spoiler. Yeah, in the spoiler section. Uh, we can talk about the film at great lengths. Uh, so if you don't want to be spoiled, here's a spoiler bumper. Right about now.
that button. Because it clicks too It long? clicks, yeah. Like it... You hate it when things click. No, see, look. You want everything to be disjointed. It's not. See, it's not clicking now. You can't hear it. Mm. That one you can hear. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So the pen design, Steve. Uh-huh. I actually did like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like it had more personality than most of the people <laughs> that's moving. <laughs> yes. Um. And th- with that pen, uh, Steve... It stole I- my hair's name. Oh, that's right. Um, it, like... It's it's so funny how this inanimate object... Well, I don't say it's funny because now people, like, they care about a talking tree, like, in Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. But how, like, this pen led to a scene that is actually, like, the only, like, really funny scene in the entire movie. Mm-hmm. And it's that part where Helen Mirren is, like, reading the note. Yeah. And, that like, the pen dictated what everybody said and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So that was like the only scene I was just like, all right, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, well, I take that back. The stuff with the pen, I, I thought was pretty funny too, but it wasn't like super crazy funny. And then, but then the thing is, it was funny, and then they had to recycle it and try to do it again mm-hmm. because they were writing another letter. Yeah, they were like, "Hey, this was funny. Remember, it happened like five minutes ago. This is funny. <laughs> this is funny." <laughs> um. So some of the. So there, there's a scene in the, there's a uh, this whole setup where these monsters are coming out, right? Mm-hmm. So that I I did enjoy the introduction of those monsters, um, because that's that's David Sandberg's like wheelhouse. He likes horror films and stuff like that, right? So I was just like, all right, I'm liking that. But I got, <laughs> but it like with the monsters, pretty much like went nowhere. Other no, than, it literally went nowhere. Yeah, other than like they're causing havoc, like ah, but like. I, I like I picture these monsters like attacking people, but not really hitting them. Like just like hit, well hitting them like if they're in a wrestling match, it's like Ugh, like light taps and shit. Like, oh, you're 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 fearful of your life. <laughs> um, which it like and it was building up to like this whole thing with like the unicorns, like the fact that like these monsters are scared of the unicorns, um, because they're like. It's like the Disney stories uh-huh. and how those are very different than the stories that they're based off of. Oh, the... Um, the Brothers Grimm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have, like, really dark stories, but Disney made them, like, all happy and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think I think unicorns actually have, like, a really dark folklore. Oh, really? I think so. Okay. Um, well, okay, but so with that being said... I thought that if they had actually laid into the, lead into sorry lead into the idea lent oh they lent lent, lent mm-hmm. it to the idea mm-hmm. okay to the idea of like these unicorns are something to be feared but they're not like solid black demon looking things mm-hmm. like if they said like fuck it like they're white unicorns with like rainbow like horns and stuff like that mm-hmm. I thought that would have been way funnier if they and they were doing that for like jokes and shit like that yeah. especially like that part with that little girl. Um, throws the skittles. Mm-hmm. Um, like I get that they were trying to make that funny, mm-hmm. but like that part where she like throws it and she says, she says like taste the rainbow. Yeah, it was that was like oh fuck. However, when she says taste the rainbow, motherfuckers, that was now if they just took if they didn't put the first taste the taste the rainbows, that second one would have been way funnier. Yeah. Um. 
And like I said, it would have been like I, I thought it would have been funny if like they just had like the unicorns look like how we see unicorns and like but they're like deadly monsters and shit like that. Yeah. I thought that would have worked out a lot better. Yeah, I think so too. Mm. Um But okay, so but the whole thing about that is that uh, since the the monsters that we were that were wreaking havoc everywhere uh, didn't amount to anything. Yeah. There was no need for the unicorns because they were just riding the unicorns. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah, and the monsters were scared. The monsters were scared of the unicorns, but didn't exactly say why they were scared of the unicorns. And they also didn't stop them from doing their shit either. Yeah, they weren't like, "Oh shit!" and they ran away. They were uh, just like running through the bad guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, okay. So <laughs> here's one of the biggest issues I have with this movie. Okay, so Helen Mirren's character and Lucy Liu's character. They're on this mission, right? To like destroy, destroy this realm, the the realm that the movie's based in, based on, right? Or sorry, based in. Okay, <laughs> and like Kelsey had said earlier, like how one of the characters, one of the characters is like, which this museums are fun. Yeah, the Lucy Liu character. Yeah, she's like museums are fun. Let's have some more. Yeah, and then Helen Mirren's like. Like, pretty much like, no, this is war. Okay. It's just like, fun is for children. This is war. Yeah, yeah. So, it, like, it gives you this idea that, like, okay, Helen Mirren, she's like, she's the one who, like, wears the pants in this whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, her character does this complete 180. There's no lead up to it. There's no explanation to it. She just, like, is hesitant to do this. And it's like, why? Like, why? Well, then it, be, it kind of muddles up the whole plot point, right? Yeah. Because they're there. They were unleashed from wherever they were being held captive mm-hmm. now they're um they're in this realm and they're trying to get something avenge their father mm-hmm. who died and then all of a sudden helen mirren's character was like okay let's leave since we have you know this apple that we no one knew that they were trying to get I the know. whole time yeah here's the MacGuffin that nobody knew was the MacGuffin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is like, she's going to get this... She's going to... Like, the only hint of this MacGuffin is like, they just show like a black apple. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, what is it? Why should I care? Other than you just have the camera sitting on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. it was part of the scene. That's yeah, it. Yeah, at no point like that they say, oh, we got to get this apple to do this. Mm-hmm. No, they got it and all of a sudden they're like, oh yeah, we're going to do this. Like, whoa, what? <laughs> I thought... You seem like their sole mission was to like, take the powers from these kids that they say were stolen mm-hmm. and it's like no no we're gonna try to build this we're gonna try to have this tree life here mm. what <laughs> yeah exactly so i think it's like uh helen Marin's character was like let me since we have this apple now there's no need for us to move like to destroy this realm uh. like this isn't where this is meant to be planted and and then lucy Lou's character was like no it has to be planted here because fuck these people. And then they did. And then mm. Helen Mirren's character is like, oh, it's an aberration. You know, like, this tree is not healthy, basically. Yeah. And, like, one of the bad guys turns good. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Like, she could have been, like, really fucking scary because she was really nice. Yeah. In the beginning. And then when you find out she's a bad guy, she could have been really bad. Yeah. And that's the thing. She's like... Like, there's that whole scene where she's fighting, she's fighting, like, Shazam and then, like, three of the superheroes. And she's, like, really, like, going at it with him and stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. And so you're, like, okay, like, clearly, like I said, clearly she's the one who wears the pants. 
in in this situation. And then like they capture her, which it was like, wait, that was her plan. Like, th- th- like there's no hint of any of this shit happening. It just starts happening, mm-hmm. you know, which leads into how shitty the fucking writing is. Also, how the fuck did Freddie Freeman uh. and the wizard get out of the fucking cell? They were taken out? Wait, no. I don't remember. I remember him saying, oh, shit, you're in here with me. Yeah. Like, shut up, you're loud. And Freddy wouldn't shut the fuck up. And then he sat down and was, like, quiet for, like, a second. And they cut away to, some, like, a different scene. Yeah, like, they were they were out. They were... They were getting this apple, which... They didn't. Ex- they didn't really. Ex- I don't remember them explaining or showing that, like, why they were like, "We have to get this apple." Uh-huh. And then he gets the apple, and then they get caught, and they get thrown in the dragon's pit. I don't remember how they get out of this. I. I. Oh. Okay. Okay. No, I don't remember. <laughs> I know they were taken out at one point. Uh huh. Oh, that's what it was. They were taken out of they were the taken cell. Out, yeah, so that so that Freddy can tell the bad guys like who are these people that has our powers. Yeah. But I but like I don't Then they got away because someone they, should, wait, they got away and went where? Well they were trying to get um I think they didn't need him anymore. They didn't get away. They got thrown into the pit uh-huh. because they he got they got from him what they needed. Oh, okay. All and right. And then from the pit, um, the younger sister helped them. Okay. All right. Yeah. See, that's. <laughs> but it's very fucking convoluted, and you're like, what? I know, and it's very it's very forgettable. I mean, to the point where you and I are just like, wait, what happened at all? And and I think that's funny because most like some of the times. You kind of get like mixed up with what's with what's going on. I have to kind of like walk you through it. Mm-hmm. But even I'm to the point where I'm just like, I don't remember how any of that happened. <laughs> now you know how I feel. <laughs> I, feel I feel horrible. Is this what pain feels like? The parents were kind of too okay with everything. I they really played them as like stupid. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of good themes that they could have leaned into. <sighs> yeah, for for a movie that like really tries to focus on like family mm-hmm. they don't really do that no they try where it's like where one goes we all go yeah um also billy's like i don't want to get abandoned again mm-hmm. but he talks about it like once and then someone else mentions it a second time and that's yeah. it like yeah it would that to me that's more of like an underdog story yeah. than just i'm a child yeah i mean even like Towards the end, like, um, into, like, the third act, before, like, the big climactic battle, there's supposed to be, like, this emotional moment between uh, Billy and Freddy. Mm-hmm. That shit that shit went off like a wet fart. <sighs> I was like, I, I don't care about these fucking people anymore. For a second, I got very excited. Mm-hmm. Like, I started getting excited because I'm like, oh, shit, they actually killed him. And they completely... They that shit yep like what was the point of like killing killing uh shazam like i think like it would have worked better if it was like a post-credit scene and like because like because like wonder woman comes like which hold on this doesn't make sense either so um 
the, the wizard <laughs> is like, all right, Bailey's dead. We need know, the spark of another... Of a, of a god. Yeah. But the gods aren't, they don't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Wonder Woman shows up, who's like a demigod, which is like, that doesn't really count, but whatever. Uh-huh. Um, which, <laughs> she, does a, <laughs> she does that thing, where she appears out of nowhere, and then when her mission's done, she walks around the corner and is like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like, they bring back Billy Batson. Um, and it's just like, why did you even bother killing him? Like, you were going to bring him back? Before the movie ended, like like I said, if you had it a post credit scene, I think it would it would work. It would have landed a lot better. Mm-hmm. But just like having that, it was just like I like all right. There's no fucking stakes in this movie. Yeah, there were zero. Yeah. And then the whole bullying thing was kind of oh, Freddie getting bullied. Yeah, it was kind of like okay, yes, we get it. It's just like every single ev- like movie that's ever been created. You know what it is. I feel like this movie tried to take elements from the first one, like try to take parts of what worked in the first one and put it in here, but didn't like think it through. Mm. It was just like, oh yeah, this this is a theme that we covered in the first one. Let's lo- let's use it in here and then not even like touch it later, mm-hmm. even though you brought it into the second movie. Yeah. Um, man, that movie was so bad. Like I, we walked out of the theater and I was like. We're just going to shit in on it, aren't we? And you're like, yeah. Because <laughs> usually you try to be like, let's say something positive about mm-hmm. it. And I'm like, it's hard with this one. Like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I like that I didn't die. It's not going to be the last movie that I've ever seen. Uh, I could die happy watching Power Rangers. I <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I was actually irritated when we walked out of the theater because it was like 1130 at night. We called it like a late showing of it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I'm like losing sleep watching this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, but then we got um, Carl, I mean, uh, Jack in the Box. Yeah, but we. It, and it was pouring and it was hailing. It would have been better <laughs> if we got that. It, it would have been better if we got that, didn't see the movie, and just completely shat on the movie. <laughs> um, do you think people should check this out? I mean, because I'm, I'm already. I'm, kind of done talking about this movie because it sucks so no. yeah i mean the only thing i really have to say about this movie is it's a we're like two movies away from getting out of this dceu error and watching shazam 2 is like like i i i wish i wish that was the last movie in the dceu like i'm so sick of this shit i'm so mm. sick of these fucking movies now I want. I just want to get to the James Gunn shit. Yeah, the only one I'm like kind of looking forward to is the Flash, mm-hmm. but mainly because like Michael Keaton comes back as Batman. Yeah, that's. I don't really. I don't give a fuck about Ezra Miller. Oh, I take that back. Oh, I still don't give a fuck about Ezra Miller. <laughs> but um, let me let me find her name. Uh, the one who plays Supergirl. Mm-hmm. That I I like her design. And I, I I really want to see what um what she's gonna do with the character because we've only had like. A live action Supergirl. No, I take that back. We've had two live action Supergirl uh, projects. There was um, the the movie that came out like in the eighties, mm-hmm. and then there's the TV show that uh, the CW. Yeah, the CW show that's no longer uh, on the air. Um, Even though fucking Arrow, the Arrowverse got a lot of fucking seasons. Uh, Sasha Cali. There you go. Uh, she's the one who plays Supergirl. So I'm actually like looking forward to see her iteration of the character. It's funny that they would give her the movie, 
but they, for whatever reason, had a huge problem giving the TV Flash the Flash movie. Uh, yeah, I mean, this shows how much, like, DC didn't... Warner Bros. didn't know what the, frick, what the fuck they were doing with DC. Well, it's also like they didn't take their shows serious enough mm. to bleed into their movies, which would have made better sense because yeah. Marvel's doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there, there have been people who have been arguing for, uh, I think it was Grant Austin or Grant, Grant Gustin, mm-hmm. um, that he should have been like the DC film of, yeah, Grant Guns, Grant Gustin, that he should have been like the light, the, the film version of the flash. Mm-hmm. But honestly, they've done like nine seasons, maybe like nine or 10 seasons of that show. You can tell he's done playing that character. Yeah. Like, if, if they did bring him on to be, like, the Flash in movies, they would have at least do, had him do, like, three movies. And you can tell he's just like, I'm done playing this character. Like, I want to do other stuff now. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I, but yeah. I thought someone said that he was going to get into the um, the Flash movies. Supposedly, they were, like, going to try to, like, combine them. Like, Ezra Miller does show up in the Flash series. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot what season. He shows up for, like... Maybe like five minutes or something like that. So they there was a, some type of plan to do like crossovers and stuff like that. But obviously they they never got off they never got it off the ground because they can never find like up even balance to be like all right these are how the characters are going to interact like how Marvel does with like its live action shows and and movies. There's a way to like interconnect that shit. You know, there's to some degree it's successful, mm-hmm. but it at least works. You yeah. know, when all the CW shit, it's just like, it's not working well with like the live action stuff. Well, that's because the Marvel stuff is like in the same realm, usually. Yeah. yeah. So it's them meeting up with each other or whatever. Mm-hmm. DC is like, no, we're, we have the same character, but two different actors. Uh, How do you fit that shit together? Yeah, you diff- can't. Yeah, it's different realms, but we're going to put it together somehow. But we don't have a plan, but we're putting it together, we swear. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Sick of this shit. Okay. (laughs) All right. What do we got next? Next, we're going to do our variety time. So we are moving on from, uh, you know, bad writing. Mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. and we're gonna talk about um different power ranger movie that mark is gonna tell us about yeah so since we are doing uh or we are taking a look back at mighty Morphin power rangers the movie uh i found this interesting article from dinner geek came out in 2020 in um in august it's written by summers kelly um and the title of the article is The Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Movie We Almost Got. Uh, so I'm going to read from this article uh, certain points to kind of like break down what we were supposed to get. All right. So the article goes, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers The Movie is a cult classic amongst 90s pop culture enthusiasts and Power Rangers fans. Even with its fairly standard 90s adventure movie plot, wherein the Rangers lose their powers and have to go on a mystical quest to gain new ones, the film still sticks, sticks in the mind. Main baddie Ivan Ooze chews all the scenery. There are some impressive fight scenes, and the Rangers save the day by kneeing a monster in the balls, which is 
That's true. That is that is fact. <laughs> yes, the CGI is dated. The story doesn't hold up to some of the better episodes of the show, and it's not it's not in continuity with the series. But if you want to have a movie night with your friends of a certain age, Monty Moore Power Rangers, uh, the movie is a good choice. I have to agree with the of mm-hmm. a certain age thing because I was like. Come on, kids, get out of the fucking bathroom so you can see this movie. Uh, and they missed the b- whole beginning part. Uh, and then they started watching it. Cameron was on her phone the whole time. And Cadence had this look on her face of like, what is this shit? <laughs> I'm like, no, but I, I love this movie. And they're like, no, it's garbage. Hey, the younger, sometimes, some of the younger generations just, they don't. They don't get it. They don't get, they don't get it, man. They don't get it. <laughs> um. So while many love the film exactly as it is, it didn't. It didn't. Sorry, it didn't go from script to screen completely unchanged. An early draft of the script we discovered dated uh, October fifteenth, nineteen ninety four, written by Arn Olson and David Kemper. Um, the final credits, uh, Arn Olson, uh, with story John Camps and Arn Olson, has many changes that, if included, could have made a very different viewing experience. The script contains new characters, flesh out backgrounds. Oh, sorry, backstories. Alter scenes and makes us question the long-standing belief that the people behind the film didn't get Power Rangers. Um, so the section, fleshed out backstories. Even though this film isn't in continuity with the Power Rangers TV show, there's still uh, there's still a lot here for fans to dig into after uh, that offers clues to the much bigger universe happening behind the usual stories we get in the show. For example, Zordon tells that I tells the team that Ivan Ooze Rid entire cities of their adult populations then twisted the minds of their kids into falling in his evil path which is like on par with like what was happening in the uh in the movie mm-hmm. so ivan's luring of children it sounds like very pipe piper shit so ivan's luring of children and getting rid of their parents wasn't just a one-off plan for the film there was some president president behind it he further explains that a rebel faction of young people known as the order of melodan sorry melodon rallied against Ooze and lured him into a hyperlocked chamber that was then buried deep underground. You said Pipe Piper shit, and he'd actually literally played the Pipe Piper. Yeah, 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 exactly. Or he had a flute and everything. Yeah. Um, so that, to me, that's kind of interesting. Like, because, yeah, there's like this whole lore of like the Power Rangers that get explored way later down mm-hmm. the line. But I thought like, because I believe this was like the movie after the second season. That could have opened the door of like, oh, like, what is this? What's going on? Yeah. So the article continues. Some of that was given in the movie's original intro, but it still paints a more detailed picture of Ivan. Later in the script, how do you say that girl thing? The the one he had a crush on. And Dulcia. Oh, yeah. Dulcia. Later in the script, Dulcia tells the Rangers how she knows Alpha and in doing so reveals more about the Order. Sounding interesting, right? In mm-hmm. the story, she describes it. <clears throat> sorry, she describes it as a interstellar peacekeeping force headed by the finest commander in all the galaxy, Zordon of Altair. Uh, Zordon has more than a uh, commander. Sorry, Zordon was more than a commander, though. Dulcia calls him a legend, and without him, the universe would be a difficult place from what it is today. So it's already painting Zordon as like this great warrior. Mm-hmm. Right, as opposed to like just floating head. So <laughs> <laughs> what the Rangers to do? Um, this is very Captain Jack Harkness. Yeah. Oh, uh, face of Boa. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Uh, Zordon, face of Bo. Bo. Sorry, Bo. 
Zordon's backstory in the show was vague. We knew he had a physical form at one point and battled Rita, but to get uh, but to get comfort- confirmation, he was the head of a force of warriors. This is the kind of information that fans always suspected back up. Uh, sorry, before twenty seventeen, before the twenty seventeen film made it a central plot point, and the recent Boom Studios comics uh, began to address it. So it took like what, like twenty years or some shit like that. To like really have this pick up? Um, what do you mean twenty years? Like, so it came out in ninety five. Mm-hmm. So the movie came out in ninety five. So there's still so like like over twenty years mm-hmm. that like this idea was like was like pushing it and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. All right, the film isn't in continuity with the show. Says that again, but to know at one point Zordon was given a history was all over the universe saving people. Dosia doesn't directly mention the ha- what happened to the Order of uh, Melodon. But after our enemies were defeated, she returned to Pedos. Pedos. P H A E D O D O S. What's it called? P H A E D O S. Fados? Yeah, I think it's Fados. Fados, okay. Uh, Fados and Zordon Alpha moved to continue the struggle elsewhere. <sighs> Did they take the order with them? Or who else was part of it? Questions were sadly never get the answer, get the answer to. Uh, the script, however, does go does give more details about the great power. Um, let me see what else it gets into. Uh, it's mostly kept vague, a simple power source that gives the Rangers their suits and allows Zordon to return from the dead. The script has more time explaining that. Um, Which I think would have been great, because mm. watching it now, I was like, what, where does the great power come from? Yeah, yeah. So, Dosia explains that it originated in another time and dimension brought to uh, Fados. By now, all but extinct. Oh, by the now, all but extinct, Nadean race. So they bring in this whole race of people in, into the script. The Nadean, sorry, Nathian are continually brought up in the script with the race actually being the origin of the term Najida. All right, mm-hmm. so it's like, it's like this movie is just taking bits and pieces of it and just being like, this is, this is a name, this is something, just go with it. Yeah. Um, so during the team's training, uh, Dulcia, uh, she lays out, uh, with Lucia, sorry, Dulcia, she lays out that in uh, Nathian, Nin stands for man and Jida stands for animal. Najida is an animal, is man and animal together as one, the highest state of being. Okay. <laughs> oh, this shit's gonna be fucking wacky. <laughs> um, let me see. So. So, so the original script, Dulcia kind of like leans into like her past with Zordon. Um, there is a backstory that adds. Uh, let me see. Perhaps one of the most fun backstory additions in the film is also tied to a change in the change uh, scene. In the final film, Alpha uses the last remaining power of the command center to transport the Rangers to uh, Fidios. Fados. 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 Thank you. In the script, however, they travel by a spacecraft that belongs to Alpha. This shit is just interesting. It's just uh, bringing a bunch of different stuff in here. Mm-hmm. Um, Alpha relates that he arrived on Earth in the craft uh, over 100 years ago. Um, all right. So another section which talks about new characters. Um, so in the in the movie, they were going to introduce this character called Snuggle. Okay. <laughs> okay. But like they, cut the, like they cut the care out completely because of budget issues, right? I feel like that's the reason why they got rid of most of this plot. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, so Snuggle, uh, Snuggle has, hair, has held an air of mystery as a huge drop part of the movie. For anyone out wondering what his point in the movie was, his role in the script isn't that uh, isn't that significant, and he's mostly there to be a sidekick to Dulcia. Um, he's described as a helper and an anteater-like creature who doesn't speak English. So I can see why they dropped this guy, or they dropped the, the character. Yeah, was, he didn't need it, so uh, why pay for it? Yeah. So, uh, far more interesting in is the never-before-seen Queen Tingu. Tingu. While in the film, uh, the Tingu simply uh, obeyed Ivan Ooze's commands, here, they have a leader. She's created out of a bowl of energy from Ivan. It's described as having a different color than the rest of the Tingu, along with glowing red eyes. It's also specified that she squeaks, she speaks with squawk subtitles. She gets to play an integral part in the cut fight scene we'll get later. Alright, so on to remembering the, remember the cast changeover. Um... So Kimberly's mini speech about how Zordon was like a father to them, uh, just after just after Ivan attacks him, right? Mm-hmm. She has a heart to heart with Tommy. Takes place not in Fisidos, but on Alpha's on, on the spaceship, right? Uh, the other ones join the conversation. Uh, Aisha touching addition, you know, meeting Zordon too. So they're having like this time, this like powwow, this powwow, and like how much Zordon has affected affected uh them like mm-hmm. all together right which i remember correctly kimberly's the only one who really said something like at all yeah about that right so i think it would add like more of an emotional beat to mm-hmm. it um okay so the najita powers okay so instead of, instead of instead of just a swirling light the rangers put their hands in an urn there they they see and take uh, take on the shape of the animals. The costumes appearing on Dosia describes their traits. In a bizarre omission, most of the rangers get flower descriptions of their animals: cunning and swift, agile and sublime. Rocky doesn't get any. Dosia just says to Rocky, "You are the mighty ape," and moves on. <laughs> <laughs> what am I supposed to be, ape? That's it. <laughs> I mean, that kind of makes me think of, um, that makes me think of Adam. Oh, the, um, the Asian guy? Oh, yeah, because he was like, I'm a frog. And, and she's, she's like, like, yeah, but, you know, um. Artful leap or some shit like that. No, she didn't even say artful leap. She said something about, um, oh, okay. no, you're no. like, a, you know, frog's turn into princes when they get kissed and she kisses him on his cheek and moves on. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> That's not a superpower. Alright, so there's added stakes. Okay, so section added stakes. <laughs> there's a big there's a bigger ticking clock added with the straight with the Rangers headed to the monolith in the forest. Dosia realized that once they cross the threshold to the inner sanctum, they only have about two minutes to release the powers or itself destruct. Causing the thermonuclear reaction of of such a magnitude that the entire planet will instantly burst into a billion flames particles hurling through the space. <laughs> That's a fucking ticking clock. <laughs> um, so, but th- they don't do that. Obviously, like the ticking clock is like Zordon's dying. That's it. it seems, well, it seems, also the, and then the adults are gonna fall off a cliff. Yeah, yeah. But it seems like it seems like Zordon. It, it seems like it took. It was taking a week for Zordon Zordon to die. Yeah. Um, so there's a section called Tommy's an Idiot. <laughs> the scene of the monolith itself, uh, of course, lasts longer than two minutes worth, 
worth of screen time with the Rangers all trying to find a way to unlock the great power. And the absolute funniest moment of the script, Adam suggests that they have a breakthrough as our, as our Najita animals. Tommy takes this seriously, <laughs> hilariously, literally, and the script delightfully describes how he dives through the air, hits the monolith, monolith with a resounding crunch. <laughs> so he broke his hand? Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, so Zordon coming back to life. The Rangers do a final unlock the powers thanks to com- uh, the communication from Zordon just before the monolith explodes. He tells them to keep their spirits up, which somehow makes the Rangers realize that they, they have a master the spiritual side of the Najita powers. Uh, the team wins the day, but instead of teleporting to Fados to the city as they do in the film, they instead go back to the command center. Um, with that... The scene largely plays as, as it did later in the film, team using their powers, blah, blah, blah. And Zordon comes back to life. Um, which the Rangers bringing back Zordon to life gives the Rangers new power coins as reward for amazing bravery, which unlock their new ninja zords. So they get their zords in a completely different way. Um, let me see, no explanation is given for where the zords came, came from, which you had mentioned while watching the uh, Yeah, watching I'm the movie. like, they don't make a big enough like scene out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, you know, I'm going to skip a few of these parts because there's one thing I really wanted to talk about. Uh, all right, let me see. I'm going to find it. Oh, this internet, you were whacked dizzle on me. <laughs> uh, bring back Zordon. Okay. Uh, final Zord battle. Uh, so the, the battle lasts a lot longer, but the CGI was causing way too much. Okay. Um, like for, that CGI was costing too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the script is uh, described such as as a Megazord getting tossed into Angel Grove First National Bank, and the Megazord delivering double punches, drop kicks, roundhouse kick, roundhouse hooks, and spin kicks, spin back kicks. Um. So yeah, the, uh, Ivan grabs the Zord, takes it to West Side Bluffs, tosses it off a cliff. Tommy saves the day by swooping in with the Falcon Zord and attaching itself uh, to. To the back so they can fly away. So you can see like why this is this is going to be expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, new powers. Uh, let me see. The Rangers uh, originally shown without the visor. Oh, okay. So they had their. There's a picture of it. They showed the Rangers without their visors. Mm-hmm. Right, and they said this was to convey the actors' emotions during the film and the action scenes, mm-hmm. which. It looks really weird. It looks really fucking weird. Instead of that, they just do like fist pumps and like not head nods and shit <laughs> like that. Um, let me see what else. All right, so new scenes. All right, this is this is like the biggest one of the biggest changes. The biggest sequence cut from the film features the Rangers training in the Nagia, right? Or as Nagia. All right, so. Uh, while in the film, they were given the powers very quickly. Here, with here, we get several extended training scenes with Dosia. Uh, she trains each of the Rangers individually, uh, and you know, gives them like different types of like training techniques and stuff like that, right? So these things were probably scrapped either for time or the fact that they had been shot with Marisha Marishka Hargate. What? Okay, here I go. <laughs> Who would replace Gabrielle? Fitzpatrick after she was injured just before filming began. However, after months of shooting, the producers then decided to reshoot all the all of the Dosia scenes, uh, which they brought Fitzpatrick back for. So there's actually like behind the scenes footage of Hargate like performing in these scenes. Mm-hmm. From what I read, 
they were shooting these scenes with her. And she wanted to leave for Christmas to go spend time with her family. Mm-hmm. She called the producers and was like, hey, look, I'm done. Like, when can I come back? And the producer was like, you're fired. <laughs> nice. Uh, and immediately that's when she's like, all right, law and order. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see. Got to find the justice in the world now. All right. So, yeah. Uh, let's see what else. Later during the scene. Okay. Uh... Yeah, I mean, there's that, and then there's a few things that change around within, like, the fighting and stuff like that. Um, Later, during an action scene that replaces the Bone Dinosaur fight, the team goes up against the Tingu Tingu Queen. This fight takes place in the Air Chasm, so it's it's really different. Like, they just, you know, they swapped out one action scene for another that featured, like, a giant bone dinosaur. Um, In the movie, uh, directed from the show, the strangers can only defeat Tingu by aiming their beaks... Z putties much. Adam gets his moment to be cool when he defeats the queen. Tingo by leaping toward her, looking for her, looking at her dead in the eyes, and quips, "Polly, Polly, want a cracker?" The fuck? This is how he defeats her by saying, "Polly, want a cracker?" He's like going in for that move, and he, before he before he delivers the final blow, is Polly want a cracker? Bam! But he's Asian. What's that to do with anything? He's not a cracker. Oh my god. <sighs> all right that so, would be the least racist thing about this movie. i know right <laughs> um so at the end of the movie the film ends not with a display of fireworks but with perhaps the cheesiest scene in the entire script the rangers are in command center and alpha holds up a camera and asks them to say cheese so this is what they said the kids share an amused look and and all together they leap into the air, pumping their fists victoriously. <laughs> Power Rangers! <laughs> Freeze frame. Jesus Christ, this sounds like Rocky. And that's the end of the fucking movie. It's like a Rocky movie. My God, that sounded so bad. <laughs> it was the 90s, though. They still could have got away with that shit. I know, I know, I know. I'm glad they went with the fireworks, though. I felt that when I was a kid. I was like, oh, my God, fireworks, because I love fireworks. Are you saying that you would have not felt it if they jumped in the air and said, Power Rangers, and then freeze frame? Because the only thing better than fireworks Mm -hmm. is Power Rangers soap. going to do our geriatric cinematic of Brian Spicer's Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. This summer, our world will come under attack. The mayor has declared a state of emergency. By the most evil force ever known. He has armies at his command. And only one power on earth can stop him. adventure begins this film came out in 1995 and the synopsis is ivan ooze who wreaks vengeance on zordon for imprisoning him millennia ago that was not that was a a sentence fragment (laughs) ivan ooze who who wreaks vengeance on zordon for imprisoning him millennia ago 
go. Okay. With Zordon dying and their powers lost, the rangers head to a distant planet to find the mystic warrior Dulcia. Directed by Brian Spicer, written by Arnie Olsen. It stars Karen Ashley, Johnny Young Bosch, Steve Cardenas, Jason David Frank, Amy Jo Johnson, David Yost, and Paul Freeman. Paul Freeman of uh, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Art fame. (laughs) (laughs) Thespian actor who really actually auditioned for this role. He made the movie. He made the movie, you're right. He, like, he hands it up, like, just chews up scene left and right. Drops these quips and these jokes and stuff like that. It's like, <laughs> dad jokes, love him. Yeah. Um, but he was scary, but also fascinating when I was a kid. I do remember him being scary while I was, um, uh, when I saw this movie. I honestly thought, uh, what's his name, Zed? The Lord Zed. Lord Zed. I actually thought Lord Zed was way scarier. Yeah, because he was super, super evil. Yeah, and he had like the like the he had like the metal like bars around him and stuff like like the metal gear, mm-hmm. and you can see like his like meats and like his brain. Suit. He had the meats. Yeah, he had the meats. He was being reigns. <laughs> um, all right, so I saw this movie as a kid. Um, that was like the last time I saw it. Kelsey, the last time we saw it as a kid as well, right? Yeah. Um. So this movie has like a very strong cult following. Following uh, a lot of people, whole fond memories of this of this movie. Um, but as per, per usual, you people don't give a shit about that. The most important thing is that uh, what does Kelsey think about this movie? I definitely fall into the category uh, of um, of what's the word nostalgia. Because it's, really? it's a bad movie, uh, but it's a good movie. Like, uh, like my kids, fuck, I could tell they hated it, and I was like, <laughs> no, but it's so great. You should have been here at the beginning. Like, are you are you should've even watching bo- the movie? Should have been born thirty years ago. And I'm like Cameron. Like, you're on your phone. Do you not like the movie? She's like, do you want me to watch the movie? And I'm like, yes. And then when I look at her again, she's on her phone again. <laughs> I don't. I honestly don't know what because because Power Rangers is still going on, mm-hmm. uh, like like maybe like today or yesterday or something like that. At the time is recording. Um, their Netflix like dropped a a trailer for like a Power Rangers like reunion movie. Oh yeah, that like features like the original Black Ranger and the original Blue Ranger and mm-hmm. um, one of the Red Rangers, and that caught me off guard. I was like, holy shit, okay. Um, but I know like I know a lot of adults are really still into Power Rangers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the, obviously they've like expanded the world and everything like that, but I don't know if there's any kids that like watch this like religiously like how we did growing up. No, I think it would be probably for the adults. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, sh- I'm sure there's kids but who enjoy this, but like a lot of them, they're like, they don't really get into the stuff. They're into like a lot of different stuff. Like yeah. now, that's not Power Rangers uh, affiliated. Yeah. Um, I remember watching this as a kid and just like really like holy shit, it's a badass fucking movie. I like I saw the trailer for it and I was just like, Mom, take me to see this movie, take me to see this movie. I felt so bad for her because she had to watch this movie. <laughs> um I didn't get to see it in theaters. I know my mom bought the movie and we VHS? were watching it nonstop. Yeah, yeah. Um And the thing is is like re watching this movie, it was like 
Okay, so at the beginning, while we were watching, because like while we were watching the movie, I was like doing something like I was like getting stuff ready for dinner and like working on the computer and stuff like that. And like, so I was kind of like watching it, right? And I was just like, God, man, this movie's like so fucking cringe worthy. Like, I'm not, like, ugh, it's not sticking with me like it used to, right? Mm-hmm. And then I had to get the audio ready, like the audio bites, uh, or the sound bites for like the show. And one of those was the, <laughs> the Power Rangers theme song. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm playing it and watching the movie, and I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck yeah, this movie's kind of fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot that they they started the movie with them skydiving. Sky I, I completely forgot that too. But then I was like, fuck yeah, I remember Tommy with his fucking surfboard or like snowboard. Yeah. I'm like, God, that was so fucking cool. <laughs> and then they were on their, their rollerblades. And when I was a kid, I was really liked rollerblades. Mm. I was rollerblading. And, and then... Um, <laughs> Then there was like a few scenes where there was one uh, one quote in particular that I told you that I was like, God, that one was so cool. What was the quote? What was the quote? What was the quote? Have a nice trip. See you next fall. Fuck. Okay. When you told me that you're looking forward to that, oh, sorry, you were telling me, sorry, you told me you're looking forward to that, and then you heard it tonight. Mm hmm. Does it still have the same uh, effect on you? Yes. <laughs> oh my god. I love this movie. Like, like I look at people who mm. have nostalgic love for things. I'm mm. like, I'm never gonna get that because mm. I didn't see anything. Mm. And I watched this one as a kid, and I'm like, I don't care how fucking bad it is. I love this movie. I love the quotes. Ivan mm. Ooze is like, I want to be his friend. I will admit that, like, the Ivan Ooze creation, I, it is actually pretty good. Like, it, it, like, the design and everything, and, like, his plan is pretty fucking faulty. But I actually did like the, that character, especially, like, because before, before Ivan Ooze was there, we had Rita Repulsa, we had Lord Zed, we had, like, Goldar. Um, I forgot what the pig's name was. I think that pig was, like, added later. Yeah, he was added later. Um but it was like, but like we hadn't had a villain who was like doing these quips and like cracking these jokes about like the Power Rangers stuff. Like it was more like, oh, we're gonna destroy you. But here comes Ivan. It was like, you guys suck. I'm gonna beat your guys' ass. <laughs> like, oh, teenagers, disgusting. Yeah, I know it's disgusting. Yeah. Um, so I, w- I definitely give this movie credit for like that character design and how uh like the sarcasm mm-hmm. and, and the the personality he brings to the screen yeah and how like he was written like paul freeman he like sells the fuck out of that role i kind of feel like he's probably like an improv actor i know he's a thespian actor and they tend to like adapt that's like, what really i think yeah. yeah i think a lot of that was just him oh yeah i don't doubt that yeah i don't doubt that um all right so i mean even though the acting can be cheesy Except for Paul Freeman, thespian actor. Even cheesy. He's still cheesy. Yeah, but like in a thespian way. <laughs> uh, is there anybody in this movie, acting-wise, that you enjoyed, enjoy seeing? You mean other than Paul Freeman? Other than Paul Freeman. Other than Paul Freeman. <laughs> and like any of the Rangers were like selling it, selling it for you. Oh, I would kind of say Jason David Frank. Mm-hmm. I just felt like a lot of the Rangers were actually pretty superficial. I didn't really get a whole lot out of them. Yeah, and, like, they they really play into their roles, like, Kimberly's, like... She's a fighter, but she's, like, Tommy, help me. Damsel in distress. Yeah, and... um, (laughs) 
the Yellow her, Ranger. Oh yeah, Aisha played by Karen Ashley. They they did her wrong. Like she might do something, and then the monster would be like, "Bam!" Like knock her out or some, or yeah. like knock her over. She's never on screen. Or if she yeah. hear you hear her sometimes. Yeah, exactly. But she's not on screen most of screen. the time. Yeah, I feel like I feel like um, Amy Jo Johnson and Jason David Frank. They're they're like pushed up as like the main focus within the movie. Um, I would say maybe in a close second would have to be uh, David Yotes. Who plays the Blue Ranger? Mm-hmm. Um, and then behind that is Johnny Wong Bosch. Um, and then the last um, it's Karen Ashley. But this is like the way how they wrote the characters and stuff like that. There's like a like a not a hierarchy, but like levels of like this is this person's not as important and shit like the that. The pecking order. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like like I said, I, I usually get to like at one point her like Zord comes out. She has like she's the bear Zord and shit. Uh-huh. And it just looks clumsy and it look, stupid. Yeah, it looks clumsy and like Everybody gets a whack at the monster at the end, like as their separate zords. But her, she gets like blasted. <coughs> Pardon me. Bless you. She gets like blasted, or like she gets her ass kicked and shit like that. Like, come on. No, but how about when they put the the zord together? Oh, you mean when they're fl- <laughs> they're like they're like putting put together, and everybody had like a like a saying. I forget what Tommy said. Yeah. Well, Tommy wasn't part of it. No, Tommy did. No, 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 no. No, when they were flying in with their zords and shit like that, because Tommy was. Tommy said something, and I remember Kimberly had said like, "Oh, it's got a stereo." Billy said like, "All things on." Oh, he said what? But I don't think Tommy became a part of it because um, he wasn't on the Zordon on the yeah, on the he, Zord. He wasn't on it. Um, okay. And maybe he did say something, but then like, um, Billy said. All systems online. And then Adam goes, Weapon systems online. I'm like, but didn't Billy just say all systems online? Yeah. And then and then Kimberly goes, Nice stereo. Yeah, and Aisha didn't get anything. She didn't get anything. No words. Nothing. Nothing. And it's like the writers are like, we don't know how to write a black character. So let's put her in the background, borderline background. I miss the black guy. He had the Black Ranger? Yeah. Um, he had a lot more to say. But the Black Ranger was actually um, let me see what the what was the homeboy's name. Uh, I felt felt like he actually contributed to the series more so than Billy. <laughs> and I liked Billy. I, I'm just, oh, Zach Taylor. Oh no, no, Zach, Zach Taylor is the is the character. Um, what is the actor's name? Let me see. I gotta find him. Uh, he was played by Adam Park. There you go. That's mm. that's the that's the name. Um, okay. <laughs> All right. So there's this problematic. Um, there's been this problematic like degree with the Power Rangers, like their like character traits, their design, and stuff like that. Right. One was like how Kimberly's like the obviously like Pink Ranger, like pit, like pink and ditzy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Pretty stereotyping when you have the Asian. The Yellow Ranger as played by an Asian woman. You have a Black Ranger. You have a Black Ranger played by a black guy. Um, <laughs> and just to add more to it, I saw that his fighting style for for Power Rangers was it was uh, let me see the fight style was uh, Karat Karataka and Hip Hop Keto. 
Like, oh my god, what the fuck are you guys doing? It was the nineties. It was the nineties. Like Adam Parker said, like, oh, it was like coincidental that that happened. But I really feel like they were like, here, here's a check. Just say this, please. <laughs> um. Oh, so how's to you, Kelsey? How do the effects hold up? They don't. Mm-hmm. Well, most of them don't. Some of them are like, how did they do that? Which ones? Um, when they're like doing all their flips, I know that's not them. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But somehow they seamlessly, when they flipped and turned, and it was them. Mm-hmm. It didn't seem like there were no cuts or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Or um, the the dinosaur, the bony dinosaur, mm-hmm. that seemed like. You thought it was animatronic, but at then, the at the beginning, it seemed like it was animatronic. I thought it was too, mm. um, especially when I was younger. Mm. But then um, it clearly wasn't after a little bit. But, yeah. But it's like, how was Tommy on top of the fucking? Uh, on top of the, its back. Yeah. I mean, that's the animatronic part, you know, kicking in because obviously you couldn't see like the whole, the whole dinosaur. Mm-hmm. And like, I can picture like them being like six guys like pushing them up and stuff like that. <laughs> Um, to go back to what you're saying about like the like when they were doing like the karate and like flipping around stuff like that, apparently Johnny Young Bosch, he actually had to do most of his own stunts because the stunt guy, both his legs were broke. Oh shit! What the fuck? <laughs> so some of that stuff, I don't know. If, I don't know what percentage it was him, but they. But what I read about um, was that yeah, he like did most of his own stunts. Oh wow! And I know. And I know some of these some of these actors like they actually had to have some type of training to like really sell the type of like action set pieces they had to do. Even though there were some that clearly like there were stunt doubles and shit like that. Like um, my favorite when uh, when Adam. Uh-huh. Wait, which one's the the black guy? Was Adam right? Do you mean the Black Ranger? No, the black guy. There was no black. Oh, you talking about the original uh, Black Ranger? Oh, never mind. Yeah. The original Black Ranger or the or the Black Ranger in this movie? Um, the original Black Ranger, but he wasn't in this movie. No, he was not. No. Because in the beginning, I thought like my brain was like Black Ranger, and then the guy came down, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you could tell it was a white guy. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, a white guy for a black guy? That's not right. And then it wasn't a black guy anyway. But it also wasn't the actor. See, you're part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I will honestly tell you mm-hmm. that watching this now, mm-hmm. I realized as a kid I had no idea that there was a difference between Jason and Rocky. In fact, I didn't even know remember that Rocky was the new guy's name. I thought he was still Jason. I thought it was Jason the whole time. Uh, yes. And then when Trainee wasn't around... And it was this Aisha person. I was like, oh, that's just a new ranger. Mm. But I missed Trini. A lot of people miss Trini. Uh, so the original Red Ranger, that's Jason Lee Scott, um, who, from what I from what I read, was when they brought Jason David Frank in, they were prompting him up to be, like, the new leader of the Power Rangers. All of, both of these Jasons have all first names. Yes. <laughs> um and Jason uh, Jason Lee Scott had like maybe he had kind of a big bit of an ego trip or something like that, but mm-hmm. eventually he was like fuck these guys, and like left um, 
and left the show, and that's where they bring in the Rocky character. Um, so the original Yellow Ranger, uh, let me see what her name is. You mean it wasn't Trini? Well, her name was Trini, but her the actress, uh, she was Tui, Tui, T-H-U-Y? Yeah, Toy. Toy Train. There you go. Because I didn't want to go like Toy Toy. <laughs> toy train <laughs> that's that's the um that's the actor's name mm-hmm. and you know what speaking of speaking of the original yellow ranger um and that power rangers reunion movie that's coming out mm-hmm. um they they have they they have that yellow ranger the original yellow ranger but like that character and this is in the trailer folks this is not a spoiler um, that character dies, and they bring her daughter in. Oh. And she becomes the new Yellow Ranger. Or they, they're training her to be the new Yellow Ranger. That's nice. I think that's interesting. Like, it's her actual daughter? I, I don't think it's her actual daughter, but, like, it's so, someone who kind of looks like her. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so so back to CGI. Uh, uh, the worst CGI uh-huh. is the battle with the two bug mech things. Oh, it looks so bad. It looks so bad. I'll, I'll even say that looks bad, but not as bad when Ivan and Ooze goes into one of the bug mechs and then fights the Zord. It looks stilted as shit, like almost like Rock'em Sock'em robots and shit like that. He looked like like a very veiny, ugly looking penis. You did mention that. Yes. <laughs> like the longer he got, the worse it got. I was like, what the fuck? It kind of reminded me of... Freddy, Freddy Cougar, and I think in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors. I think I remember that. Where it's Freddy Cougar, looks like this weird, like, elongated, almost like penis, trying to eat uh, Patricia Arquette's character. That's what he kind of <laughs> looks like. Well, once again, go back to penis. Mm-hmm. It all does. You know what? There was a scene, and I, I was going to tell you about it, but you were busy. Mm. When they're talking to Dulcia, and um, they're all, like, around the campfire or whatever. Uh-huh. And she's out looking over this ledge, uh-huh. and there's like this big scenery in the back. Uh-huh. There is one outcropping of rock right in the middle, and it, so it's green uh-huh. around it, almost like a bush. And then there's just a tall rock, like mountain thing. Uh-huh. I'm like, that's a penis. There were no rocks around it at all. You're just seeing penises all throughout this movie. No. I mean, if any any movie was going to have it, it would be this one. Why, why this one? Because it's like... Because it's racist and, like, stereotypes and uh, all kinds of shit. And it's a bit of... Not not a lot. It's a bit of homophobic. Because there's that part where, like... like oh, the, like Bull... Uh, Bulk and Scully. And, like, Bulk's about to hu- uh, hug Scully. And Scully's like, mm, shake my hand. Yeah. That's very, like, no gay shit here. Yeah. Um, Which is why, yeah. partially why the one guy left. Oh, Billy Cranston? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like they were like, he, yeah, he he talked he talked about it before in many interviews how he was treated like shit because he was gay. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna drop a little little fact on you. All right. So, in his early days of his career, Brian Cranston would show up would would be in these episodes of the Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, he would he would dress he would be like the monster that they're fighting and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. So you can tell it's him. But he said in multiple interviews, like, yeah, I would I used to be on that show. I used to be in a number of episodes. I was like this creature, this creature, and stuff like that, right? And he was like a putty creature. No, not a putty creature. Like the monster, the the monster of like the of oh the, the big monster, yeah, of sometimes. like the week or yeah. whatever like that, right? So when they were doing a Power Rangers remake. 
that came out in 2017. One, he was the executive producer. <laughs> Two, he played Zordon. Oh yeah, in that movie, because he like he he holds these the franchise in high regards because that was his break in acting. He was just mm. like, I have so much respect for this stuff because I wouldn't be where I'm at today without it without without Power Rangers and I like the fact that he like he shows that appreciation and he's just like I have to play Zordon mm-hmm. like in the next one I was just like alright and, and I actually liked him as Zordon yeah um did he wear his uh his hat <laughs> his, his Heisenberg hat <laughs> you picture Zordon wearing the Heisenberg hat <laughs> Power Rangers sell this blue meth <laughs> he has a mustache I know actually do it it'll give you superpowers <laughs> Um, man, that sucks that that movie didn't get a sequel. That that remake, it was actually really good. I didn't watch it. I gotta show it. Well, you know, if I show it to you, you'll probably be like, "This movie's stupid." Probably, but I should still see it. Yeah. Um. All right. So, with all that being said, do you think this movie? Do you think this movie still holds up? <laughs> Such a hard question. Uh. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> Yeah. It does uh, not hold yeah. up. Effects wise and like plot wise, yeah, it doesn't hold up. And it hurts me to say it. <laughs> um, uh, but I still love this movie and I still think people should watch it, though uh, I really know that most people, if they haven't seen it, won't like it. Yeah, it's a it's a very nostalgia film. It are nostal it's really lace in like nostalgia. Um I mean not only because like because like people watch because I remember watching Power Rangers and just fucking loving it, right? Mm-hmm. My friends and I would watch it together. We'd be like, "I'm the Blue Ranger, I'm the Red Ranger," you know, all that kind of stuff. Because mm-hmm. um, everybody wanted to be the Green Ranger because he was like badass and shit. Everyone like that. wanted to be the Pink Ranger. Everybody wanted to be with the Pink Ranger. <laughs> um, speaking of which, one of the greatest things I've ever seen in a Power Ranger anything, and. People will know what I'm talking about was when the Green Ranger showed up and how he was like the Green Ranger was like the bad guy for like a season, I think, or like a number of episodes. Mm-hmm. And when like the Power Rangers got into like they formed the Megazord, mm-hmm. right? And the Green Ranger was like, oh no. And he hopped into the Megazord. And like next thing you see is like the Rangers. And then like the Green Ranger shows up like through the door, like, what's up? And then like Fucks up everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen that as a kid. Well, okay, I saw it once as like like a preview, like to the next episode or something like that. And I was like, oh, "What the fuck?" And then when I saw it, I was like, "Oh my god, what the fuck!" <laughs> like blew everybody's mind. <laughs> I don't remember all of that, but I do remember the Green Ranger being a bad guy for a little bit. Yeah, he was a badass, and then eventually he like lost his power. He turned good, and he was losing his power because Rita Repulsa was like yoink, and then that's when he became like the White Ranger and stuff like that. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I <laughs> on my end it doesn't really hold up, but. It holds, it holds up in my heart. <laughs> it holds up a place in my heart. It can do no wrong in my heart. <laughs> like Even I, though it's racist and, you know, stereotypical yeah. and, yeah. Like I said, I, uh, watching, like, the first 10 minutes, I'm like, oh, my God, this is so bad. And then finally get into it. Like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Are they going to defeat oh. Ivan News? I don't know. One thing I like is that they really got the thing moving pretty quickly. Like, within the first 10 minutes, you already know who Ivan News is. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, 
And it, and it does it does what it's meant to do. A little plot, a lot of action. A lot of like hopping and skipping and kicking. A lot of spinning around and yeah. cheerleader moves. And, and here's here's the, the Zords that look really bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, is that it? Yeah. All right, so that's going to be it for our show for this week. We would like to thank everybody who joined us on this week's show. Um, we especially like to thank the folks over at Your Entertainment Corner for hosting this podcast on their website. Uh, for all your film news, TV news, and reviews, check out yourentertainmentcorner.com. Uh, don't be afraid to drop us a line at the real appeal uh, at gmail.com. That's real with two E's. Uh, if you can, well, you can find us on all podcast catchers. Uh, drop us a review. It's you know what? You don't even have to review, just give us like whatever rating, five star, whatever they have on there. That's good enough. Takes like a few seconds. That's it. You know, it helps us, it helps, it helps the podcast get noticed. Um, so. Next week, uh, we're going to be back again. We're going to be reviewing uh, John Wick Chapter 4, which is in theaters Friday, March 24th. And our geriatric cinematic. This is kind of a deep dive. You have to be an anime fan. And not like a new anime fan. you got to be into the anime from like the 80s and 90s to get this. Uh, but you should definitely check it out. Our geriatric cinematic is going to be 1983's Gogol 13. This is an anime that's like near and dear to me. Oh yeah, really love this anime. Um, it looked um, honestly like it would be much better than Berserk. Uh, as far yeah. as style goes, yeah, yeah, it's it, and it's very action heavy. You know, it's 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 stylishly shot. It's very cool and shit like that. Yeah. Um. So, uh, if you guys want to check that out, it's streaming for free on Retro Crush, uh, Freebie, and Tubi. Just be aware that there's going to be ads. Uh with it as well or is available to rent on amazon uh the topic for that week is cannon fodder for plot mm-hmm. so i can't wait to show you that movie i know it'd be so cool we watched the first three minute, minutes of it five times what's the five? Oh yeah right yeah yeah because like we kept finding the 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 what's it called the subtitle version yeah. And I was like, no, you gotta hear the dub version. The dub version's badass. <laughs> and you're like, fuck, I can't find it. Yeah. So instead we're like, all right, let's just watch Vampire Hunter D. <laughs> and we're like, I like this one. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. 